everyone and welcome to another edition of Riding the Storm Out. My name is Dan Fisher. I'm one of the pastors here at Fairview and to my right and your left is Paul Blair wearing orange in celebration of Thanksgiving and my Oklahoma State Cowboys. But yes. yeah, we want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. This is probably one of the more spiritually yeah. uh, 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 consistent yeah. holidays that we have on the calendar, Paul. Tell us why. Well, you know what? We, we have a lot of traditional holidays. And of course, in church, we celebrate uh, Easter because we're celebrating the resurrection yeah. of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But the reality is, if we were going to be biblically consistent, we'd be celebrating Passover and the Feast of First Fruits because Easter was derived yep. from Ishtar, <laughs> pagan <laughs> idolatry. And, yeah. and really, you know, Christmas, wonderful. We all love Christmas. We celebrate Christmas. Yeah, but and the birth of Jesus happened. A miraculous virgin birth. Yeah. He wasn't born in December. Uh, this, was a, no. this was an effort after Constantine had his whatever yeah. it was he did yeah. and tried to mesh paganism with, with Christianity. Right. They took a lot of the holidays and conflated them and tried to blend yep. them together. Yep. Uh, quite frankly, if you do a real in-depth study, it's more likely G Mary may have had her miraculous conception closer to Christmas. Jesus yeah. most likely was not born. No, he's probably born in the fall. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But nevertheless, we celebrate. But Thanksgiving is truly a spiritual yeah. holiday, as those earnest, sincere group of pilgrims uh, desiring to be in God's will yeah. were truly celebrating God's miraculous provision they over were. the events of the previous 12 yeah. months. And so this holiday has stayed pretty true yeah. to the exact history. Now, here's the interesting thing about the people that we know as the pilgrims. They were only pilgrims, Paul, because they were separatists. Mm -hmm. They believed in the biblical admon admonition that you need to come out from among them, meaning those that you cannot agree with, those who are either wrong biblically or they're wrong ethically, and do not touch the unclean thing. Mm -hmm. And so these guys were separatists primarily because they believed the Church of England was so corrupt mm -hmm. that it could not be purified. Now you contrast that with the others in the church who said, well, you know, the church is in trouble, but we think we'll it can be it. purified. Thus they are the Puritans. Puritans. That's exactly right. exactly right. So one of the great misnomers in history is that we've been taught that the pilgrims were Puritans. Mm -hmm. They were the opposite right. of the Puritans. They were separatists. Right. Right. Now, did they come directly from England to North America? Nope. Nope. They didn't. They I've always been told that they were fleeing religious persecution and left England by the the permission of the king and came to North America. So they, what happened? They had a little. They had a little stint in uh, the Netherlands for oh, a no. period of time. Yeah. And things weren't so great for them there. They just, you know, they were agricultural people. Now yeah. they were living in metropolitan areas. It wasn't a good fit. Their kids were starting to be influenced by some of the carnal nature there in the Netherlands. Yeah. Uh, there was the end of the treaty after the Thirty Years' War. There were rumors of war coming, and they knew their kids might have to fight. Uh, there were a number of things. They looked at a number of options. They even thought about going into Africa but then they ultimately decided yeah. that would be dangerous because of the Islamic influence. Sure. Ultimately decided to come to the New World. They came back to England, made a few uh, attempts, worked as hard as they could, were yeah. up to their eyeballs in debt to try to fund this, uh -huh. this trip to the New World. But ultimately, yeah. they, uh, they left on September the 16th, 1620, and 66 weeks 
and a little wine days. cargo ship. Sixty-six six, days. Sixty-six days. Yeah. And a little. Thank you for that. A little wine cargo ship used to usually used for just transporting some goods up and down the coast around England, maybe over to France. Yeah. Now sailing across the open Atlantic in the beginning Worst of winter. Yeah. yeah. That that's a time where you. And of course, the word travel comes from the root travail because yeah. there was a time when traveling you put your life on the line oh no that's exactly right we we don't we can't envision that today yeah now let me ask you this was it legal for them to no. go to the netherlands what uh, that was the whole thing that was right and we don't think about that you know queen elizabeth was tolerant you know yeah. of course she was anglican right but she was tolerant of the puritans that yes. disagreed you know right. when when the bible was translated into english that's where you had the puritans and the separatists right because right. man could read it for themselves yeah. they weren't right. at the mercy of what the bishop was telling them god that's wanted exactly from them. right they could read god's word for themselves of course as you know the geneva bible which you know about yeah. uh, was really what fed them and drove their desire for for civil and religious yeah, because liberty. it was a bible and a concordance yes. oh, i, I yeah. don't had mean commentary commentary, commentary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it really Really did not uh, support the divine yeah, right of it kings. Attacked that exactly. That's right. right. Exactly. And well, so, so what does King James do? Well, King James, when he came to power, you know, he recognized how important it was to control the conscience of the people, and it was against the law to not be a part of the Anglican Church. Yeah. And if you, you know, you you're baptized into it, attendance was mandatory, tithe was mandatory, and it was actually against the law to have an in-home Bible study. Yeah. You could not worship outside the official confines of the church. So when William Brewster was having organized worship services in his manner. And Pastor John Robinson was leading that flock, and a young William Bradford and others were gathering there. They literally had to have their, their youth group was not <laughs> meeting out playing volleyball. They were sentries. The youth group was watching out to make yeah. sure that the, that the police weren't coming to arrest them. So, so then the pilgrims, as we know them, the separatists, would not have believed in unlimited submission to government, would they? Absolutely not. Not in any form. In fact, you and I were talking about this earlier. It's a little-known document in 1609, 1610, uh, Pastor James Robinson, which was the pilgrim's pastor, literally wrote, <laughs> it's now, it's a 528-page book, so yeah. they put a lot of thought into this thing, but literally divorced the Church of England, literally separated from the he Church seceded. of England. He seceded. He seceded. From the Church of England. Yeah. So, so mm -hmm. then they believed in the right from God of free association, free association, or, exactly. or free separation. Right. That's exactly. You separate right. from those that you do not agree with. Mm -hmm. And you know, to be honest with you, Paul, that is not a a hostile concept. Mm -hmm. That actually would create peace mm -hmm. because if you get away from those that you are completely um, uh, opposite of, mm -hmm. and you have irreconcilable differences, you're making for peace because you're putting some distance right. between you and the friction that occurs when you're in close proximity to people you don't agree with. Right. So that's a concept that is centuries old, not just, you know, in the 1860s in, in no. you know, the, in America. From the, from the very beginning, uh, you know, and you, and you think about it, Dan, we have celebrated this this idea of separation. Well, every Thanksgiving, we yes. really are separating the the Scrooby Church seceding or separating yeah. from the tyranny of not just the British government but the British Church. And then on July Fourth every year, we celebrate these thirteen colonies that seceded from separation and became again. sovereign states from the tyranny yeah. of the Church of England and the King of England. Yeah. So we celebrate this idea of right of free association yeah. 
in our major holidays. But we've but see we've lost that in our culture today, yeah. and we've got this collective one nation under God, indivisible. We've got a knuckle under unlimited submission interpretation mm -hmm. of Romans 13 mm -hmm. and it's created lapdogs out of us right right uh, we, we're, we're just we, we, we walk in lockstep okay so one of the interesting things that you've mentioned numerous times and you're probably the first guy that have brought this to my mind in the famous painting by a man named Weir mm -hmm. that hangs in the Capitol Rotunda in Washington DC it's called the embarkation of the pilgrims, right? Mm -hmm. And they're on the speed well, which ends up not being so well and not so speedy. <laughs> right, right, and they have to shift over right, to the Mayflower because right. it leaks and all kinds of problems. That's an accumulation of people. And you always point out something that I had never realized. What, what is it that you always stress about the, the cross-section of people in that painting? Well, it's families. It's families. Yeah. It's family. Uh, you know, Jamestown was a settlement for wealth and for power and property and, and primary it was nothing what? men it men. was, a, it was a, a settlement full of men conquest conquest exactly but plymouth was different it was building a new world in fact not just yes. building a new world that's so good but bringing the gospel to the new world that's right as even that painting now how do we know that well their own writings it says it says in there in the mayflower compact oh the compact now now what was the mayflower compact <laughs> okay the miracle of the pilgrims they were delayed because the speedwell, as you said, had a that's leak. Right. They, they left. They had to turn around, go back home, start over again. So that's why they're in the, in the Atlantic. That's in, why in they're the there in the you fall. You wouldn't want to travel. In right. the storms. They came perilously close to drowning in the Atlantic when the, uh, the ship yeah. almost came apart. Yeah. They got blown off course. If they had landed where the king had given them permission to land in Virginia, it's very likely they would have been wiped out by hostile Indians. That were ah. They got blown off course to Cape course. Cod. Wow. And there in the Is Cape. Is there a hand of God in this somehow? It seems that way. Yeah. Now, once they're there in the Cape, they initially attempt to sail south because they knew they'd missed their aim. But we now know there were breakers out there in contrary winds. They were unable to get around the Cape and sail south. They deemed that this must be God's hand and God wants us to stay here. So they explore for about 30 days around the Cape. Yeah. And they finally find a perfect spot. Miraculous, there was 20 acres of cleared land that had been lived in, hmm. but was now no longer inhabited. What, they kill all the Indians to get that land stolen <laughs> no, from them, didn't no, they? No, no, Happened to oh. be a, a, a plague. I think it was COVID-16-19. Uh, oh, swept oh. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> and knocked out <laughs> the Patuxent Indians. So, so obviously, because Englishmen yep. were coming there to fish sure. and all before mm -hmm. the, the mm -hmm. pilgrims mm -hmm. ever got there. So probably some kind of virus that these native tribes right. didn't have the immunities to so right. so they'd gotten something right. and it killed out the whole tribe but right. but one right was one amazingly he had been kidnapped taken to england was bought by some christian monks over there taught english learned the english ways ultimately made his way back to the new world now what is his name his name was squanto squanto mm -hmm. so now before the pilgrims ever really Embarked before they left. Squanto. Yeah, he's been captured, mm -hmm. taken to Europe. Mm -hmm. Did not know English, nope. but obviously learns English yep. while he's in Europe. Mm -hmm. Now he's back in mm -hmm. North America, and his people are gone. So he wound up becoming a part of the Wampanoag tribe. Served as a, an advisor or an assistant to uh, Chief uh, Massasoit, and there he is uh, working with them. Amazingly, the pilgrims land here, <laughs> find 20 acres that nobody, the Indians didn't want it. Because they were afraid of what? They thought it was cursed. Yep, because everybody died there. Everybody died there. So they, they said it was something land. evil about it, and something they didn't want it. it. 
So, so now wait, now wait. Okay, we go got to get this. Okay. The pilgrims then didn't steal this Not a land. Thing. No one anything. there wanted it. Didn't steal anything from any, anybody. Okay. All right. That's that's. As a matter of fact, we'll talk about this. I'm sure momentarily, but. They had such a positive influence on the Indians that a significant number of Indians became Christian and lived side by side with the pilgrims. Yeah. We're not taught that anymore because that no. would be politically no. incorrect. Yeah. But the pilgrims find this land. They decide this is where we're going to settle. They start building the, their, uh, their homes there. Of course, that first winter was dreadful. Yeah. 47 of the 101 pilgrims yeah, almost died. Half. Almost half died. Almost half of them died. But they get through. The captain of the Mayflower has endured with them. As yeah, he he's stayed. He's been in anchored fact, out there. While they're in the building Cape. their houses, yep. they're yep. getting to go back and forth and yep. stay on the ship till yep. they get some shelter built. Yeah. He finally gives them a chance. He says, "You guys, this is a this is a suicide. Yeah, you get guys, back get on back on the ship. I'll give you a free ride back to England." Yeah. And they said, "Nope, God's brought us here. We're staying." Yeah. Literally, <laughs> almost cool. the day that the Mayflower sailed over the horizon. Yeah. You know, imagine what you'd feel like if you were a pilgrim. There wasn't a, a Motel 6 or a no. Hampton Inn. They're sitting there on the there shore. There wasn't a 7-Eleven either. <laughs> Watch the Mayflower go over the horizon. Yeah. They go back into Plymouth, New Plymouth, and literally within just a couple of days, in walks, well, one one after the other, but a English-speaking Indian. What? An English, well, now what are the odds? Indians in North America? Okay, yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, but An English-speaking Indian yeah, they, they that speak knew the ways of white men and liked, liked yeah. Englishmen comes walking in the camp. And, of course, he introduces them to, to Squanto. Um, Massasoit winds up uh, instructing Squanto to basically babysit these, uh, these Englishmen. Yeah, teach them how to he, fish they wind up, he, he, he negotiates the longest peace treaty that Americans have ever been in, 55-year peace treaty between the Pilgrims and the Indians. Now, now who broke that treaty? Uh, the King Philip, the son of Massasoit, broke the treaty. His name was Philip because he had been influenced heavily by Christians. Exactly right. They called him King Philip's King War, Philip, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. So the longest standing treaty between mm -hmm. white Anglo-Saxon Europeans mm -hmm. and the Native Americans yep. was 55 years yep. long, yep. and it was broken by the Native Americans. That's exactly right. That's wow. Right. How many people do you think know that? None, other than you and me. Yeah, well, now everybody that's listening. Uh, Paul Jaley knows yeah, it. Paul Jaley knows Plymouth. it. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. But, but think about this, the, the miracle of what took place then. You know, first of all, you know, the whole idea of fearing God first and their desire for yeah, coming here. Exactly. For civil and religious liberty and also, as they say, to bring the gospel to yeah, the new and, world. And, and that's important. In, mm -hmm. in the Mayflower Compact, yep. they said they came to further the gospel mm -hmm in this new world. Mm -hmm. So really they were missionaries. They were missionaries now they were separatists, well. mm -hmm. but they were missionaries. They were coming here as families mm -hmm. to build a new way of life and to share the gospel. In fact, William Bradford later on says that they had committed themselves so much to it that even if they were nothing more than mere stepping mm -hmm. stones yeah. for others yep. to a greater work, yep. that's what they wanted to be. Yeah. For the for the advance of the kingdom of God, he said in his work on the Plymouth Plantation and, mm -hmm. and all that. Isn't that amazing? They yeah. were willing to sacrifice their prosperity for their posterity. Now we've <laughs> we reversed that. We sacrifice our posterity That's right. for, for our, our prosperity. prosperity. That's exactly, oh, that's exactly right. right. So, so these guys then mm -hmm. were there 
God has this miracle take yeah. place that we would consider to be a tragedy. Oh uh, you know, uh, Squanto is captured, mm -hmm. but he's taken to Europe so he can speak English. Romans eight twenty eight. All things all work together, mm -hmm. and these these pilgrims, as mm -hmm. we call them, are going to need an interpreter yep. so that they can live at peace with the native tribes. Squanto is the interpreter. How he to knows farm, English. how to fish, everything. Because they were I mean, going to starve were, to death. They were literally fish out of water because they were. The, the agricultural yeah. techniques that they knew from old England Wouldn't didn't work, work here. That's, no. that soil and they didn't have to clear the land. Right. It had already been cleared right. by Squanto's tribe that mm -hmm. had died off from mm -hmm. this, this virus. Right. And the other tribes didn't want the land because they thought it was cursed. I mean, this there was is all an evil just, Indian what, what chief, wonderful coincidence. There was an evil Indian chief named Billum Gatesum. And there was Bill this, yeah, and there was this COVID sixteen nineteen virus. Was he no, was I'm he sorry, promoting no. a, a, a some <laughs> Vaccine, kind of shot yeah, for them? Yeah, yeah. It, was yeah. A, it was an arrow though, and they didn't <laughs> they didn't survive that either. Yeah. So, so, but, yeah. so so this is why then the first Thanksgiving is so incredible. Right. Half of them die that first winter, and then with the help of Squanto yeah. and 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 Chief Massasoit and all that, right. they are able to plant their first crops yep. that next spring. They survive through the summer. They have a, a, a nice growth period and a harvest. And then right around the the neighborhood yeah. of the Feast of Tabernacles. Right, it was October, November. Exactly they right. celebrate the a harvest. Thanksgiving. Yep. They're thanking Thanks. God. Exactly, exactly. And they had those Native Americans they come invited. over and celebrate with them, didn't they? You know what's funny is we sit around on Thanksgiving and we eat and we <laughs> watch sports. Yeah. They spent three days. They ate and they ate. The, the, the Indians brought food and yeah. the ladies there, the pilgrims, they had food yeah. and they celebrated. And, and Dr. Paul Jaley pointed this out, which I thought was amazing. Of course, you think about it. You know, William Bradford's uh, 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 headstone uh, there in the, in the Plymouth Cemetery, it's, it's got an inscription in Hebrew. Yeah, on Burial so he Hill. He was very yeah. much acquainted with the Jewish roots of Christianity. Oh, of course he was. And uh, Dr. Jaley believes that they were celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles, which was, of course, a celebration of, of harvest. That means and that God comes in tabernacles yeah, with among us. Them. That's exactly right. Which is who Jesus That's is. That's exactly right. And this is why one of the reasons we, we believe He's born in probably the born in September. That's uh, probably that's right. Fits. So they're celebrating this this feast of Thanksgiving. They invited their Indian neighbors and friends who came, and they feasted and they competed in shooting they events. They played sports. They play. They uh, Indian wrestled. They wrestled, wrestled. They they shot arrows. They ran races. They shot guns. It was three days of celebration. Yeah. And that was, in fact, the first, the first Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And here's also something that we're not taught anymore. Uh, you know, Squanto was not one of the of of Massasoit's own men. I mean, he wasn't a Wampanoag. He no, was, he was a Patuxent. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so oh, Massasoit wanted to keep an eye on him. So yeah. he he sent a a, a great fighter, a great uh, what we'd call him a probably a, a colonel, probably a yeah. yeah, a warrior, a combat yeah. veteran uh, named Habamak to watch Squanto as Squanto was dealing with the Indians. Yeah, make sure they're not scheming against them. Habamak was about the second year that they were there, they were suffering a period of drought. And Habamak's observing their behavior. They said, well, God must be judging us. They, they literally repented. They, they, yeah. they fasted and they prayed for God mm. to deliver them. And as, as was recorded, there was not a harsh storm, but the most gentle nurturing rain <laughs> that came after this. And Habamak was so convinced in the existence of the white man's God, as they say, that Habamak became a, a Christian. Christian. In fact, Habamak's village was adjacent to Plymouth, 
and they lived side by side and were neighbors and there was no segregation yeah. uh, there was no hostility hostility yeah. no no and see this is something that that is so important we're not trying to give some kind of sterilized view of history but this really is the truth this mm -hmm. is actually what happened mm -hmm. and we've been lied to we've been told that 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 the pilgrims came over here and started stealing land and enslaving the native tribes and were always fighting with them and hostile. And actually, it's, it's the opposite. And That's it right. wasn't until uh, King Philip right. broke the treaty, and then there was some hostility. Sure. But after they dealt with that, there was peace again. Absolutely. And, you yeah. know, the, and, and think about it, too, Dan. You know, there, there was really two. You can see the, the, a little bit of division in the, in the country. The southern states from Jamestown yeah. were strong in the Anglican, the Church of England. That's right. And there was a class system. You had the no, aristocracy. They weren't perfect. You had the lords and nobles, and you had the commoners. They were used to dealing with the class system. Yeah. And then consequently, over the years, you know, the idea of slavery was more accepted in the southern states. Yeah, it was. The northern states were rooted in the idea that all men are equal at the foot of the cross. Yeah. The gospel that was brought over by these separatists yeah. that, that came from Leyden to the New World. And that's why there was this little little nuanced difference of the type yeah, of Christianity. And that makes a big difference. But the peace and the the honor that those pilgrims brought with them had such an influence. It wasn't what they talked about on Sunday. Yeah. It was the lives that they, they lived. lived. Well, let's close with this. Um, we could go on and yeah. on, but but hopefully it's given our viewers a little taste of maybe some yeah. things they didn't yeah. know. Isn't it sad, though, that over the centuries, that area now is one of the most liberal, yeah. leftist, progressive areas in the country? In fact, I lead tours to Plymouth, I know, mm -hmm. and you do too, and you've been there many times. At the bottom of Burial Hill, mm -hmm. at, at, the, at the head of Leyden or Leiden Street, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, their main street, that's where the pilgrims it, finally built their church. Mm -hmm. Their church is no longer there. It's been gone for a long time. But there is a stone church there that was built in the 1880s. And interestingly enough, that church today flies the gay pride flag out of its steeple. Mm -hmm. And there's a church right across the street from it that's made out of boards, uh, 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 siding and mm -hmm. all, that split off. Mm -hmm. They're a congregational church. Now, they're still too liberal for mm -hmm. me, but they split off because this church became so liberal. Another Is, come out and be separate, right? Yeah, no. and then, of course, it wasn't that long ago that Jonathan Edwards' church that he pastored yeah. was pastored by a lesbian woman. Yeah. I mean, can you believe it? So we've kind of lost that whole area, and that's why Paul Jaley, our friend, is working so hard in Plymouth and, and has done a marvelous, marvelous job over job, the years yeah. of kind of restoring some of the reputation of Christians in that area. But that's what happens when you take the salt and light right. out. Right. And that's why it's so important for uh, Oklahomans and people in Arkansas and all to get back to God, mm -hmm. because if we don't, we're, we're, we're going to lose it all. Before you close, let me just say thank, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah. So glad you're yeah. with us. And also visit our website, Declaration for that's right. Liberty. Declaration it's self-explanatory. Go to declarationforliberty.com and just walk through it. It's not long, but it's very important that you, that you visit. Yeah, because w what we are all about is coming up with solutions mm -hmm. that will save us from the Marxism yep. that is sweeping across the country. The Great Reset. It's yeah. global, 
socialism. And, yep. you know, we can't be politically correct. That's we're right. going to have to be biblically correct, that's and right. that's what we're concerned about. Well, thank you so much, folks, for joining us. There's a little bit of extended time, but, but I think it was worth it. We do wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Do check out our website, and uh, thank you for joining us in another uh, episode of Riding the Storm Out. Until next time, guys, we'll see you, and have a great holiday. Happy oh. Thanksgiving. Go Bears and go Cowboys. <laughs> see you soon.